Welcome to the Sanctus NYC Message Podcast. We are the young adult community of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, built on the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us today as we look to God to lead us into the fullness of the life that he has for us. You know, it's really hard to preach in a language that's not your mother language. So, you know, forgive me if I say something or, you know, something like that. Um, but, you know, I was, I was just listening to that song. And, oh, by the way, I'm just from Argentina introducing myself. If you don't know me, Esteban, it's spelled E-S-T-E-B-A-N. I will go by Steve, but my wife hates that. So just learn how to say my name. That's it. Um, I'm from Argentina. I grew up there, moved three years ago to the States. I'm married to that beautiful girl right there, Claire. Yes. I feel like you always got to talk about your wife. If not, you get in trouble. <laughs> um, but I was just listening to that song that we just sang that says, God is so good. And the, the bridge says, I do not deserve his faithfulness to me. All the goodness I received. I'm standing by his mercy. I'll give him praise for he has met my every need. He put my enemies at his feet, not who can stand against me. And just that phrase that says, he has met my every need. And I was just listening to that and God, is t- the, the chorus, God is so good. And just thinking of, God is good. Like God is so good. Like if you have, your, put, your, if you have put your faith in Jesus, like you got to be able to say God is good. Just think of everything that Jesus has done in your life. He's forgiven you of all your sins. Every one of them. Every bad thought, every action, you've, every sin, every mistake, every decision that you've committed. Every, every single thing that you've done wrong in your life. Washed away completely by the sacrifice of Jesus on, of Jesus on the cross. So no guilt, no shame. You don't have to feel that you're bound to your past, that you're limited. God has forgiven every single one of your sins. But not only that, that, he has promised you, if you put your faith in Jesus, he's promised you eternal life. What's better than that? Just knowing that whatever we live over this, what, 80, 90, or maybe shorter, I don't know. But whatever years you live on earth, what's better than knowing that this is not the end. Death is just a doorway. I don't know if that's a word, but throw it into heaven. It's, it's, not, it's not the end. So whatever you go through this life, whatever you experience, suffering, good things, bad things, at the end of the day, eternity is a, is a short. It's not wondering, am I going to heaven or not? If you put your faith in Jesus, you're going to heaven. But not only that, he has put heaven inside of you through his Holy Spirit. So you're not just waiting, oh, I'm just on this earth waiting to go to heaven because everything sucks. No, he's put the Holy Spirit of God within you so that you can experience God in your life and experience that transformation, that sanctification, becoming more like Jesus every single day. And not, I, I could keep going on and on. He has, if you put your faith in Jesus, that means that he has a plan for your life. He has plans. He has a purpose for you. You're not purpose. Like if you're not in heaven, if you if you're not in heaven right now, that means that Jesus has a plan for your life. He wants to use your life. He wants to give you purpose. 
You, if not, you would be in heaven. If you're still here, it's because he wants to use your life. He has a purpose for you. And I can keep going on and on about all the things that Jesus has done for us because God is good. He has adopted you. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not fatherless. You're not, you have a father in heaven. He has adopted you into his family. So you have an identity of being a child of God. And whatever your experience of a father here on earth, like it doesn't matter. You have a father who cares for your needs, who wants to help you, who is with you through every single thing that you go through. And I could keep going on and on, but you got to be able to say, if you put your faith in Jesus, God is good. God is good. And if, if you can't say God is good, then we, I want to pray for you. I want to I talk to you because just since I put my faith in Jesus, my life has changed forever. And I can say that God is good because he has done all of that and more in my life. He's giving me a beautiful wife. So, you know, put your faith in Jesus and maybe you'll find something. Oh, you'll say amen about that. <laughs> um, but the whole point of this is, guess what? That's not for you to just keep to yourself. God is so good. and he, If you put your faith in Jesus, he gives you all these things. And he has so many things in store for you. But that's not just for you to keep to yourself. Like, it's not just, oh, I love God and he has plans for me and he loves me and he's good to me. And he has all these things in store for me. He wants to do all, yes, me. No, it, it, just whatever, Jesus restoring that relationship in between you and God. It's not just about you and God. It's also about the people around you. Because guess what, like the first commandment says, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. But the second commandment, the most important Jesus says, is love your neighbor as yourself. And he says it's equally important. Why? Because whatever God does in your life and whatever is going on in your relationship with God, it's not just for you to keep to yourself. There's a world in need. There's people that are in need of Jesus. There's people that need your help, that need Jesus in their life. And... All of this came, this thought came to my mind when I was on a date with my wifey again, okay, the World Trade Center. And as I'm walking by, she tells me, isn't it crazy? Like all these people, there was a fair going on and food and all of that. And we were just walking by and she's like, isn't it crazy that all these people, you have no idea what's going on in their life. Yeah, you see them laughing, you see them eating, you see them just talking to each other. But you have no idea what's be beyond the surface of their life. Whatever you see, whatever laughter, whatever people walking by, you have no idea what's going on. She's like, all these people, this guy could be going on his way to cheat on his wife. And this guy could be depressed. And this other girl could be just have an addiction. And this, and she started saying all these things. And I was, I was just thinking, like, isn't it crazy that you can be filled with God, enjoying everything that God has given you and just filled with his joy and peace and just walking by people that are just in complete darkness, lost in sin. That, that, that was us one day. And that may be you if you haven't put your faith in Jesus. You haven't experienced that joy. You haven't experienced the transformation power of the cross in your life. But isn't it crazy that the people at your, at your job, the people at your work, at your school, wherever you are, you can be on the subway you have no idea what's beyond the surface of their life. You can be sitting right next to someone that has suicidal, suicidal, suicidal thoughts, something like that. Just someone that right next to you that just has an affair or someone that's just, it's just crazy. Like you could be sitting right next to people and you have no idea what's going on in their life. And they could be just broken by sin and living in a way that's just dark. 
and you, you have no idea, you're so unaware. And all of that just made me think of like, I, I've experienced so much of God in my life. God has done so much in me. But that's not something for me to keep to myself. It's not for me to just enjoy and live a happy life and make it to heaven and bye. It's, it's for me to share, to speak, to, to give to the people around me. And that's, that's just something that a pastor does on a stage or someone does on, uh, or Pastor Symbol does in his, in his daily devotionals. What I want to talk about tonight is that whatever God has done in your life is for you to share to others. We live to know God and to make him known. So I just want to pray for this word. I promise it's going to be short. I don't have that many thoughts in my mind, so don't worry. Um, but let's just pray. God, you're so good. Jesus. God, you're so good, and I'm so thankful tonight, Lord, for all these people in this room, Lord Jesus. They're in this place, not just by coincidence, Lord. You wanted them here, Lord Jesus. And I know that you're doing something different in each and every one of their lives. I know that there are people here who have been serving you for years, people who just got saved, people who may not be saved, Lord Jesus. But I know that you want to do something in each of their hearts, Lord Jesus. And if it's not you showing up here, Lord, if it's not you speaking, Lord Jesus, I have nothing in myself to give, Lord, but if you speak to your children, Lord Jesus, then we're going to be able to experience, Lord, your will in our lives, your power, your love, Lord Jesus. So I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you will speak, you will give me the words, whatever you want to say, and that you will open our hearts to receive this word, Lord Jesus, because I know it's for me too, Lord. Amen. So as I was just saying, this is something that I'm not over with. It's not that I've learned and I've accomplished. This is something that God is speaking to me. That has been just pounding on my heart. Like my, it's been punchy punchy in here. Tuki tuki in my heart. Just something that God has been speaking to me for a while. And it's about just uh, understanding that, again, whatever we go through this life, at the end of the day, if we're going to spend eternity in another place, that's what should matter the most. And, and we got to be aware that according to the Bible, there are not three, four, five, six, seven different destinations for eternity. There's only two. And it's either eternity with God in paradise or eternity without God. For those who have put their faith in Jesus and for those who have not. And that may be a hard word, but it is true. Every single person in this room... A million years from now, Pastor Simba always says this, is going to be in one place, with God or without God. Every single person that walks by uh, on your way to work, at your job, in your house, in the subway, wherever you are in your school, every single person, there's only two options for eternity, with God or without God. Isn't that crazy? I, I'm sure you don't really think like that every single day. Oh, this person, where are they going to spend eternity? You know, like, oh, no. I'm sure that if we would be more aware of that, the way that we live would be different. We would care a lot more about their soul and our soul and, and, and the people around us than just, oh, you know, whatever. But that's a reality. Every one of us, every single person in this room, every single person in this earth, a million years from now, it's going to be either with God or without God. And it's not just the job of a preacher or a pastor or whoever steps on a stage or a televangelist. It's not just their job to be the ones sharing about Jesus. Guess what? 
is your job and it's my job. And I want to go into the word of God in the, with the first verse. Before we put it up, um, just to introduce this verse. Basically, if we look at the early church, so Jesus came, he lived a perfect life, he did a lot, of, a lot of miracles, healed people, just to verify that he was the son of God. But then he died on a cross for our sins so that we could be cleansed from all of our mistakes and all of our darkness and all of our shame. And then he rose. The father rose him up from the day through the power, from the death, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that what? So that we could know that eternal life is assured in Jesus. That death doesn't have the final say. That death is just, again, a doorway into heaven. Jesus spent a couple weeks, a, a, a couple days with the disciples when he rose from the dead. All the people that were following him. And he gave, him, gave them a lot of proofs of his resurrection. He told them and taught them from the scriptures everything that was going to happen. And then he told them that what we're about to read in Acts 1, 6 to 8. Let's see. Yep. So again, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. But before he goes, the disciple says, uh, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? So I'm, I'm going to explain it later. He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Next verse. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So going back to the previous verse, the, the, the first part. The disciples are just asking, you know, they, they were, uh, this is the nation of Israel. They had been under the captivity of the Romans and they're expecting the Messiah to come and set them free. So they're like, okay, you, you did miracles, you died, now you rose, let's go. Are you going to just, you know, restore the kingdom? Are you going to just, you know, just put us in charge of everything? And he's like, that's, that's not what it's about here. He's like, that's not for you to know that it's not what's important right now. He says, um, Next verse. Yes, he says, like, what you need to know is that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And this means that Jesus was going to send into heaven, but he said, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit, which is going to be better than having me here. Because now I'm going to be inside of you. And he says, and you will be my witnesses. So wait, you will receive power and another another. Um, Translation says, power and ability when the Spirit comes upon you so that you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So basically he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my Holy Spirit within you. For what? Well, a, a lot of things. It's the one that sanctifies you, that makes you more like Jesus. It's the one that leads you, that comforts you. It's a lot of things. The one who leads your steps, but also gives you power. For what? Not to be like a power ranger, just like hitting things and just like flying around or rolling on the floor. Like the, the power is so that you can be a witness. And that's a, I don't know if that's a weird word, but like in, in, in Spanish, that's a little bit weird to me. But a witness is basically just someone that tells about what they've experienced, what they've seen, what they know. On, on a court, when, when they have a witness, they, they don't care really about what. Oh, tell me your thoughts and your ideas and your ideology. No, just tell me what you know. Tell me what you've seen. Tell me what you've experienced. 
So he's saying that the Holy Spirit will give you power so that you can witness, so that you can tell people about him. And he's saying in Jerusalem, which is where they were at that time, that's the city where they were at, throughout Judea, which is the region, so you can think of like the city of New York and then New York, with that Judea, and then Samaria, that would be maybe Staten Island, <laughs> which is not considered New York. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a couple jokes about New York, huh? Um, so, and then to the ends of the earth. So basically, again, Jerusalem was where they were. That was, uh, uh, but Judea was like the region where Jerusalem was. That was like the, the, let's think the whole state. But then Samaria was another city where there were Jews, but it was like a mix of Jews and then a lot of people who immigrated in exile. So it was kind of like a mixed culture and they kind of hated each other because they were mixed they were not like pure and so the Jews really disliked or hated the Samaritans so he's saying you're gonna go in your city you're gonna go in all the all around the the state but then you're gonna go to a people that you don't like to and then to the ends of the earth so all that to say that he's telling this to all the disciples and all of that goes back to saying that, again, you can maybe all, but those who are the ones that were with Jesus and who experienced the life with Jesus and everything. So they are the ones that have to tell about him. No. Let's go into the next verse. And this is the last verse I'm going to pull up. I told you I didn't have that many thoughts. So after that, well, let, let's put it down one second so I explain what happened. So Jesus told them, he told, he told the disciples this. And what happened next is, Jesus ascended into heaven, and the disciples were praying, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were baptized. The Holy Spirit made his way into uh, the, what would become the early church, and they received power, and guess what they did? They witnessed. There were a bunch of Jews from different nations there, and Peter stood up, and he just preached the gospel. He just shared the gospel with the people. He received power through the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel, and that was the when the early church was born. I think it was like 3,000 people got saved that day. And the early church started, which basically was just like all these people who had put their faith in Jesus. And you see through the next chapters of Acts, people witnessing miracle, uh, uh, miracles happening and things going on in the early church and people sharing. And you see the birth of the church. But then, of course, everything can go like that good. Opposition rose so the Jews who were like no that Jesus was a uh, fake like he was not real he was not like the guy he was not the Messiah and they start rising up and they start persecuting the 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 people who have put the Christians who have put their faith in Jesus so they go okay let's start just grabbing people asking them what they believe and if they say they put their faith in Jesus, let's kill them. <laughs> so there's this guy, Stephen, who is actually translated in Spanish as Esteban. He got stoned. Um, <laughs> sing. <laughs> that's, just, that's why I picked that verse. So, <laughs> so it said that he was actually filled with the Holy Spirit. He was preaching. He was doing miracles. He was doing all these things. So the guys are like, let's grab him. So they grab Stephen, and they're like, tell us why are you doing this? And he just shares about Jesus. He shares his experience. And they're like, okay, we'll stone you. So he got stoned. He was the first martyr of the early church. So if we pull up the next verse, this is what happened after he got stoned. Um, 
There we go. So it says that Stephen got stoned. He was the first martyr of the early church. And it says that a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem. And all the believers except the apostles were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. So he gets killed. And then, oh, let's stay in that, yeah. He gets killed and then persecution against the church. So against all the Jews that had put their faith in Jesus. And it says that uh, all the believers except the apostles. So the apostles were the 12. Um, now we're 11 because one committed suicide. It's like a long story. But there were 11 apostles. Um, um, they chose another one. So there were 12. But the whole point is that Every, all the believers, most of the believers, except the apostles, so these are like the leaders of the church. These are like the pastors of the church, the ones in charge. Those are the only ones that stay in Jerusalem, but the rest get scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. And if we go into the next verse now, it says that the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. So again, this is the believers, not this is not the apostles. The apostles were in Jerusalem. The believers were the ones that were scattered. All the other people. People like you and me. who People that had just gotten saved a couple weeks ago. Or people that got saved the week before. They were the ones going out. And they said that, okay, we're getting scattered. We're getting persecuted. But wherever they went, they preached the good news of Jesus. So what is all that to say? You could, if you go into the, don't go into the previous verse, but the first one that we read, it said that the Holy Spirit will come upon you so that you can be a witness. And Jesus told him, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then the church is born in Jerusalem. That's where the church was based. And perse persecution rose against the church. And you could say, oh, that's bad. I don't know if it's bad. Why? Because where, where, uh, where, where did they get scattered? It says through Samaria, through Judea, and all around. And wherever they went, they preached the good news about Jesus. So what looked like was something bad, they're getting persecuted. It was actually what God used to accomplish what he had told them to do before. So they preached wherever they went, they, wherever they, they were in Judea, Samaria, they preached. And that's how the church and the, the, the believers spread around the whole region. So what is all, all, all that to say is that sharing the gospel, sharing about Jesus, sharing about what God has done in your life is not just my job because I have a mic right now. Like probably they're never going to let me preach again after this. So it's... <laughs> it's and it's not about the job of the pastors of our church or whoever it's on TV or whoever is on YouTube or on TikTok. Like that's, that's not the only people that are supposed to share. If you have put your faith in Jesus, if Jesus has done something in your life, you are supposed to share about it. You are supposed to be a witness. Whatever God has done in your life, whatever God is doing in your life and whatever God is going to do is not for you to keep to yourself. Loving the world around you, you can smile, you can be nice, you can buy something for someone. But the best thing that you can do to love someone is to tell them about the hope that is found in Jesus. 
And again, you can, you can, when we're talking about sharing and speaking about our, our faith, it's, it's basically just telling people what, about what, what God has done. And so many times, whenever you're available to God, whenever you're willing, he's going to use situations that may look like they're terrible and they're sad and they're just bad. But maybe those situations are the ones that God wants to use for his glory. So like to give you opportunities. Like he did it with the believers in the early church. Persecution. Oh, terrible. I don't know if it was terrible. That was what God actually used to spread the gospel so that people would know him. I remember that uh, we have a, a woman in our church and staff, Carmen. She uh, has been working in the church for years. And her husband, a sweet, amazing man, he, he, he got cancer. So he's doing really, really bad. But it's funny that I was talking to her and she told me that, yeah, it is, it is terrible that he has cancer and he's not doing well. Stages really advanced. But she's like, you know what? Every single hospital room that he's in, he's talking about Jesus. And you can be like, okay, it's terrible that he has cancer. So yeah, that's horrible. But at the same time, that's what maybe God has used for people that would never hear the gospel otherwise. If he wouldn't have been in those hospital rooms, those people wouldn't have given their, their life to Jesus. So, so many things in your life that could look like bad, maybe situations through the ones that God wants to use you to, to express his gospel. And the reality is, every single person in this room, doesn't matter if you have a mic, doesn't matter if you've ever preached on stage, doesn't matter if you play in the band, if you've been a believer for one day or 10 years, you have your, like at this platform that I'm standing on right now, it's just for you to see me and hear me, but the reality is you have a platform wherever you are, at your school, at your house, Jesus, Jesus told them, preach in Jerusalem, preach in Judea, preach in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Okay, of course, those were physical places, but we could see them also as, you know, Jerusalem was where they were, their hometown. So maybe that for us, it could mean be a witness at your, your home with the people that are your family. It, then Judea, the region around where Jerusalem was, that could be the, your close circle of people that you see on a daily basis. People that you see at work, your friends, people that you have around, people on the subway. But then it also says go to Samaria, the people that you, you don't like. <laughs> the people that are not like you. People that may be homeless and maybe crazy on Fulton Street. Or just people that, you know, are different. People that struggle with different sins. People that, people that just have, have different culture that are not like you. People that don't, like, don't have your same interest. And then to the ends of the earth, which it means just, yeah, start where you are. Start in your home. Start with the people around you. But that's not to stop. That you, do, you shouldn't stop there. Every single person should be a target for the love of God. And again, all that to say, you may not have a mic, but you have a platform. Your house is a platform. Your job is a platform. Your school is a platform. The subway is a platform. I remember back in Argentina, we used to do evangelism on, on, on trains. And, you know, we would bring a guitar. I can barely sing. And, you know, we were just preaching. And I remember this time, it's like, you know, we don't, we're not seeing a lot going on. 
and I had this friend preaching. I was playing the guitar, and this lady just broke out. And I'm like, what? She was in tears, sobbing. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know we were like something crazy was going to happen. And we started talking to her, and she was just going through all of, of this. She w was like struggling in her faith, and she felt like that specific thing was how what got used to just tell her like I love you I'm there for you you, you, you never know a, any any place you are could be a platform are you taking a flight to go anywhere else maybe your the boarding area is a platform I remember before coming here my first time coming here this was the first time that I'm, I'm coming to the states and I'm on the plane I got gifted a ticket to come to the States with my grandma and I'm like so excited. I've never been out of my country. I'm living my good life. Just, you know, focusing on myself, happy, excited. And then I feel God telling me, you know, there's, you know, that little shop where they sell all the things that you could buy on Amazon for half the price. <laughs> it's like, there's a lady there that needs, she's struggling. I just felt like something about her husband and she and I'm like, God, like, I'm just, you know, going to New York City, Manhattan, like, first time. I'm working on my accent so I don't sound that stupid. Like, just, like, I, I you know, this is, and, and God kept, like, just pounding on my heart. Dookie, dookie. Just, like, <laughs> there is someone there. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, let's go. So I just end up going there. And I talk to these ladies, of course, like, really weird. Hey, you know, I just feel like. Do you have a problem with your husband? <laughs> like, <laughs> and she just broke in tears. And I'm like, oh. and she started just telling me, and I just told her about the love of Jesus. And she's like, yeah, my husband is abusive, this and that. And I'm going through it. My sister is trying to bring me to church, but I don't know. And it's crazy that you're talking to me right now and telling me about Jesus. And it just blew my mind. Like, I'm just living my good life, trying to focus about, like, all the things that, you know, I'm going to do and where I'm going to visit, the Statue of Liberty. And, you know, God wanted to speak to someone. And thank God he just, he told me. But uh, that woman got, got touched by God just uh, on, on, on a boarding area of a plane. So, again, you have a platform. Whatever you are, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've been a believer for one day, for 10 days, for 10 weeks, for 10 years. You have something to share. Because if you put your faith in Jesus, it's because you put your faith in the Savior of this world. And you have something to say to someone. You don't have to be, have all these smart words. I can barely talk. But if, you, you don't have to say all the right things. You don't have to know all the right verses. You don't have to have a sermon ready. You just have to tell people what, you, what you've experienced. I don't know all the verses. I don't know what God, you know, all the things he did in the Old Testament. I just know that he filled my life. He gave me purpose. And I just want to share that with you. And people could be like, oh, I want to know more about that. So I'm going to close. There's not a lot more that I want to say, but I don't know if Christian, you can just give me a little. <laughs> but just, I told you I was going to be sure, but just thinking about some of the main reasons why don't we share our faith. Again, if. We're here in this place. We're worshiping God. It's because whether like we, maybe you, you haven't put your faith in Jesus. But if you have, then you believe in that Jesus is everything. Jesus is your life. Jesus is who you're going to spend eternity with. He's the one who is forgiving you, who is giving you the promise of eternal life, who, who provides for you, who takes care of you, who encourages you, who gives you his Holy Spirit so you can live a life filled with purpose. Now, that should be 
That should be what matters the most. Why, why don't we speak about that more often? Why don't we tell the people around this more often? And I think the main reasons that sometimes we don't do that is because, like I, I told you on the boarding area of that flight, I was just focused on myself. You could be unaware. You could be just too focused on your own life and your problems and your needs and what you're going through and what you need and what you need God to do in your life. And you can just be or too busy about doing jobs and getting your work done and getting everything, which could be good thing. The things that we need, God calls us to do a good job, to study well, but so many times you can be too focused on things that are important, but are not the most important thing. And maybe you're focused on, like in my case, my flight to New York and getting to see the Statue of Liberty and I have someone right next to me, a couple of feet away, that's going through it and they need Jesus. And I'm sure that as I'm speaking, you can think of people around you that you see on a daily basis. Maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a coworker. And the reality, it's, it's not left to just, to, oh, do they need it? Jesus or not? Everyone needs Jesus. There's not one exception. So it could be that you're unaware. You're too focused on yourself or your needs or your jobs or the things you need to do. And maybe we need to ask God to help us just lift our eyes and look around. Because you could be living your best life, but have someone right next to you sitting on the subway who's living their worst life and they're going through it. Another reason could be fear and insecurity. You feel like you... You want to speak to someone, but you, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I, I feel like I'm going to look like a dummy. And guess what? The Bible says that God has given you spirit, not of timidity, but of power, of love, self-control. Not a spirit of, 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 of fear, a spirit of power, of love. So whenever you're, you're feeling that, that fear, that, timid, that, that insecurity rising in you, you gotta just remember that the spirit that God has given you, it's not that that fear and, 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 and shyness is not coming from it. Because guess what? The, the, of course, the devil is not excited for you to speak about Jesus to the people around you. He's, he's gonna spend eternity in hell and he wants to bring as many people with him, of course. So whenever, whenever, whenever you feel that tuki tuki in your heart to share about Jesus to someone, of course the devil is going to start bringing, oh, but I don't think you got the right verse. Oh, I don't, no, that, people, that person doesn't really need it. And bring all this fear and insecurity. And it, just to share a short story, I don't know if you guys know D.L. Moody. He has been, he's one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Of course, he's, he's dead now, but he left an impact on earth that a lot of people wish they could leave. And guess what, how he got saved. He was working at a shoe store, selling shoes, not caring about his soul. Like he was not a Christian. He has been to church a couple times, but 18 years old, he didn't care too much about what was going to happen to his soul. And this guy on Bible school that had taught a class and had seen Deal Moody in one of those classes, he was praying for him in his, at his house, praying for Deal Moody. And he started just feeling from God, like, you got to go and tell him about my love for him and he's like wait what like I'm just gonna go and stop him like I, I don't even know him that well I just saw him on Sunday at a Bible school and it's, he just starts feeling and all these thoughts that's going through his mind doesn't make sense 
that shouldn't go. I'm going to look like an idiot. But guess what? God keep talking to him. So he stepped out. He went. He found the shoe store that he was working at. He walked in with all the fear, with all the insecurity, and started telling him, Dio Moody, about the love of Jesus and the forgiveness that was available for him in his sacrifice. And that day it says that Dio Moody gave his heart to the Lord. So again, fear or insecurity, the spirit of God in you is stronger, is greater. And the last thing, and this is where, where I want to close, it could be that you don't care. And I'm not gonna lie, so many times I don't I don't care. Like I, I just you know, you have your things to do, you have the, the and it could be like this apathy in your heart that you just yeah, I don't I don't know if I care that much. And I'm I'm gonna I confess, like that's that's me a lot of the times. Oh, this person may need Jesus and I feel like God is telling me something, I'm like, just tired, I I don't really care. I just and guess what? Like that love, because it you cannot fabricate love. The love for people around you is not something that, oh, I'm just gonna start thinking more about it and try to do it better. That's not how it works. The love for the people around you can only come through the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the fruit of the Spirit in your life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, and all of that. But it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something that you can you can now manufacture love. And that's something that God has to give us. If you feel like there's apathy, you have things that you don't really care. It's fine. I've, I've been there. I, I am there some days. I'm like, some days I don't care. And that's something that God has to change in our hearts. So all that to say. That, I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to encourage you and to encourage myself. But whatever I say. You know, it could just be a Friday night talk and motivational and make you think a little bit and, you know, make you feel a little bit emotional. But if God doesn't do something in our hearts, if God doesn't move us to do something about it, it's just going to end up on a decent maybe speech on a Friday night because it's, you know, I'm not that great of a speaker. But the reality is that this is something that it's not supposed to be, it's not, it's not really optional. That's what Jesus has called us to do. He told us, go and make disciples. Go and be a witness. Go and share my love. It's not for you to keep to yourself. You got to speak about it. And all these reasons why you may not be doing it. Maybe you haven't experienced Jesus in your life. And we want to pray for you. We want you to encounter the love of Jesus. The forgiveness of all of your mistakes and sins. But again, not for you to keep. So you can sing this song to end um, that says, it's just a simple chorus that says, I'll say yes. I'm not going to sing it because definitely the blessing is going to leave. Um, but it just basically says, I'll say yes to whatever you want me to do, Lord. And that has to be our answer because God has done so much in your life and he's going to do so much in your life if you open up. But at the end of the day, it's not for you to keep to yourself. It's not for you to, to just enjoy yourself. Yes, it is. But you, you got to share about it. You got to speak about it. If God has done something in you, we, we share about whenever we, we uh, this is something that my brother-in-law Luke does all the time. Whenever he tries some good food, oh, he will tell you about it. 
if we do that with food, how much more we got to do it about what the reason that our lives, what the person that has changed our lives. There's a world in need. And again, this word is to me too. Like there's a world in need walking right next to you. It could be the person on the subway. It could be a coworker. It could be someone on the street. It could be someone in this room. It could be someone in the church. It could be someone on the bus, wherever you are on your that they may be on their way to, who knows, like, want to just end their life. I know a lot of people here have been there. And just living their worst time, just stuck in sin, not being able to get out of addictions, or things that they're going through. They may have lost someone special. They may have just made the worst decision of their life. And those people are walking right next to us every single day. Because guess what? Nobody is except from needing Jesus. But again, this is something that we cannot manufacture the love that we need to love these people around us. It's something that God has to give us. It's something that God has to do now. A love in us, a passion for souls that is stronger than any insecurity, stronger than any fear, stronger than anything. Any lack of love, just it, 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 it love in us, within us, that just shows us the heart of the Father for the people around us. So the question is, like, it's, are you going to be available for God? You don't, again, you don't have to know all the right words. You don't have to know all the right verses or have a sermon ready. You just have to say yes. God, if you tell me to share something, I'll do it. Whenever I feel that pounding in my heart that I have to speak, I'll do it. Whenever I see someone in need making the worst decision of their life, yes, I'll do something. So why don't, why don't we start singing that song?
a couple times and if you didn't this is a normal church phrase why is the dead see dead because it receives water from other places but it never gives and that's the reality if you're living a Christian life that it's just for yourself you're not giving out the heart of God if you want to experience more of God just whatever God has given you whatever he has done in your life start using it to give away but again that's that's not something that it's just done through a sermon on a Friday night it's something that the Holy Spirit of God has to do in our hearts so I just want to pray and we can sing this song to end but if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus let me tell you it's the most wonderful person is the more most wonderful God and he has so much for you and he wants to do so much in your life and I would love to pray with you and, and we have people who are here to pray for you if you don't know Jesus we want to introduce you to the most amazing God now if you know Jesus I just want to I want to pray with all of you tonight I know you, you you thought of someone tonight someone maybe at your house at home maybe someone at your job maybe someone at school or maybe someone that you see every single morning on the subway I know you've thought of someone and someone that you felt that you had to have to share something with them and I want to pray that God will give us a love He will give us a love that it's greater than any fear, greater than any insecurity, greater than any apathy, greater than anything else. So let's pray. Jesus, we're thankful, Lord. I know you've spoken tonight, Lord, you've spoken to me, Jesus. Lord, and I just pray that whatever has been said, Lord Jesus, it will not just be a motivational speech, Lord Jesus. This is not just about trying to encourage ourselves a little bit to just try to speak more. Lord, we want to live in a way that we're pouring ourselves out for others, Lord Jesus. Whatever you have done in our life, Lord Jesus, it's not for us to just keep it ourselves, Lord Jesus. You want us to speak it, to share it, to tell the world around us about you, Jesus, because the people around us, Lord, are living in sin. The people around us are in need of you, Jesus. People going through it, Lord Jesus. Lord, make us aware of the reality that everyone, Lord, a million years from now, they're going to be with you or without you, Lord Jesus. Let that thought just 
fill our hearts, Lord Jesus, with a passion, Lord, to bring as many people with us as we can, Lord Jesus. To love on the world around us, Lord, by telling them about the hope that is found in Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, the promise of eternal life, the, the power of the Spirit working in their life, Lord Jesus. We need to be filled, Lord Jesus, with the awareness that we don't need a mic, Lord Jesus. Wherever we are, Lord, every single person in this room, Lord, make us all aware that we all have a platform, Lord Jesus. When I can get, Lord, so many people here can get, Lord, and when they can get, Lord, the people that they can reach, I can't reach, Lord, and the people that Pastor Symbol can reach, Lord, maybe you can reach, but the people that we can reach, he can reach, Lord Jesus. Every single one of us, Lord, has a responsibility and a platform, Lord, and every one of us can reach someone that another person can, Lord Jesus. So make us aware, Lord, feel us, Lord, with a passion for souls with a love for the world around us. We need it, Lord. Let's just sing this, this song again. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. To connect with us, visit our ministry page at brooklyntabernacle.org or you can follow us on our Instagram at sanctusnyc.org.